So hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of Your Mortgage Process. This is a special edition. I, of course, am your host, Greg Wareham, and let's get right into it about the economy and the marketplace. So the Federal Reserve met again on July 26th and July 27th, and as expected, the Fed increased their overnight lending rate by three quarters of a percent, or 75 basis points. Now, that puts the overall Federal Reserve target rate to two and a half percent. And that's the highest that it's been since 2018. And that's the biggest back-to-back increase that the Federal Reserve has done in almost 40 years, since the 1980s. Now, the plan is to increase interest rates to 3.5% by the end of the year. And why the Federal Reserve is doing that is to try to get inflation down. When we did our last update, inflation was at 8.5%. And then going into June of this year, the hope was that we're going to start to see inflation come down a little bit. And unfortunately, it didn't go in that direction. It went in the other direction. In the month of June, inflation increased to 9.1%. And the best way for the Fed to try to get that under control is to continue to increase the federal overnight lending interest rate. Now, the whole goal for the Fed is to get inflation down to 2%, which is what you would really see in a normal economy. Now, the really good news with everything is the Federal Reserve, whatever the fiscal policy is, I'm not going to get into the political end of it, but the Federal Reserve's done an exceptional job at telegraphing what they're going to do. So the Federal Reserve said right after their last meeting, we're probably going to increase interest rates a half a percent to three quarters of a percent. And then they revised that statement once the inflation numbers came out to say it's probably going to be more three quarters of a percent. That's exactly what they did. So as a result of that, there was no significant hit to the marketplace. In some ways, it was good for the stock market when it first happened. It was also good for long-term mortgage interest rates. Now, a couple other market updates. The consumer price index is at the highest level it's been since 1981. And that's evident by the 9.5% inflation. The other factor in there to keep an eye on is what does the rental index look like? And that's the index that you use to gauge what's happening to rents. Now, rents have went up, or that rental index is at its highest level since 1986. And I think we all feel that if you currently rent a home, that the cost of rent has been going up year after year. Now, from a real estate standpoint, home sales are down. 20% from June of 2021 to June of 2022. Pending sales dropped, which is an indication as to how many transactions are under contract to buy or sell, dropped 8.6% from May to June. So we're certainly seeing less activity with people purchasing homes. And that's the fourth month in a row that home sales have declined. Now, the National Association of Real Estate Agents is forecasting sales will be down 13% in 2022 versus 2021. Median sales price is still up, and they're projecting by the end of 2022 that the median sales price of housing is up 6.6% as compared to 2021. Some good news, unemployment remains low at 3.6%. And as I had mentioned before, inflation has certainly been on an upward trend. It continues to go that way. Now, you've heard on some other shows, I've talked about us having two forces in play right now. We have high inflation, and then we have the potential recession. And the way you fix those are complete opposite ways. So what we've seen with 
gross domestic product, which is one of the measures of a recession, is the gross domestic product in quarter one was down 1.6%. And the data just came out for quarter number two, and the gross domestic product was down 0.9 of 1%. Well, that's a huge indicator of a recession. Now, nobody's calling it a recession because there's other factors that go into that. And as I mentioned before, before with unemployment being so low, no one's calling it a recession, but all the trending is significantly there. Now, as a result of that, one of the other things the Federal Reserve said at the end of their meeting is they plan to not increase interest rates as aggressively moving forward in their meetings this year. So that could be a really good thing, right? It could be a really good thing for the interest rate market, housing market. It could be a good thing for the stock market. So we'll just play that out and see where everything goes. Now, getting into mortgage interest rates a little bit. So interest rates for mortgages have continued to stay under 6%. They've been in the fives, depending on the day in the market that you're in. And although the Fed has been increasing their federal overnight rate, it doesn't impact directly long-term mortgage interest rates. That has more of an impact on consumer debt, things like home equity lines, credit cards, and personal loans. So that has a direct correlation with what the Federal Reserve does. Now, a question that I get all of the time is, where are interest rates going? Listen, I mean, nobody knows exactly where interest rates are going. If I did know the exact answer, then my feet would be in the sand somewhere down in the Bahamas and I'd be just raking in the dough, right? So we don't have an exact answer. But what I can do for everyone is give you a good idea as to how to follow where potential interest rates are going. And the two best indicators of interest rates are the 10-year treasury bond yield and the mortgage-backed securities market. So let's just get into a little bit of detail about the 10-year treasury bond yield. And you can see what that treasury bond yield, 10-year treasury bond yield is doing. You can Google it and you can bring up the numbers. Now, generally speaking, when the 10-year treasury bond yield is dropping, that's a good indicator that long-term interest rates are dropping. Now, another good indicator is to see what the Dow Jones Industrial Average is doing. Generally speaking, when you see the Dow Jones Industrial Average going down, you're also going to see the 10-year Treasury bond yield going down. Well, why is that? And to picture everything on a, on a big scale, when the Dow is dropping, people are pulling money out of that equity market. And not people like you and I. These are huge institutional investors. And they're pulling this money out, and they're finding a spot for the money that's more conservative. A more conservative place would be something like the bonds, 10-year treasury bond. When you put the money and there's that type of demand for the product, the bond investors look at it and say, wait a second, I got huge demand for my product right now. I don't have to pay you as high of a yield. When the yield is going down, so are long-term interest rates. So it's something to keep an eye on. Now, the other good indicator of what's going on in the marketplace is what's called the mortgage-backed securities market. And that's behind the scenes in mortgages. It's really like a commodities market that trade these mortgage-backed securities. Now, when mortgage-backed securities, the value of a mortgage-backed security drops, they're making less money, that usually triggers higher interest rates. When the value of a mortgage-backed security goes up, that's usually a good thing, they're making money, and that drops long-term interest rates. And let me put it to you in this perspective. So let's just say a mortgage-backed security is worth $100, and the price of that drops to $99. Well, it's losing money, right? Well, if it's losing money, that's going to force interest rates to go up to cover that loss. 
On the flip side of that, if that same $100 mortgage-backed security is worth $102, well, it's more profitable. As a result of that, you can drop interest rates and give that economy back to the consumer. So that's kind of how it all works. It doesn't exactly work that way, but that's a good summary of, of the way that the market works. Now, if you have any more direct questions in reference to 10-year Treasury bond yield, interest rates, mortgage-backed securities market, you can certainly send me an email, and that's greg at yourmortgageprocess.com because I keep an eye on this stuff all the time. So these are a couple of ways that you can track what the projection is for long-term interest rates. I hope that going through all this information has value to everyone. Again, if you need anything, feel free to reach out to me directly. We appreciate you listening, and we look forward to catching up with you next week. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of Your Mortgage Process, hosted by Greg Wareham, produced by Greg Wareham and Nick Pavise at The Social Rift, and executively produced by The Social Rift. Thank you again for tuning in, and we look forward to catching up with you next week.